Coming to you from the OCN studios in the Denver Technological Center, this is OCN Entertainment with Taj Nahar. What's up, world? It's Taj, and I'm back with a brand new episode of my amazing podcast, OCN Entertainment, where for the last couple weeks, we've been breaking down this incredible season eight of Game of Thrones, and today is going to be no different. With me, as always, are my amazing guests, Mackenzie and Graham. How are you today? Excellent. Excellent. Fabulous. Great. Fabulous is lovely. And so let's hop right into it. Last night, episode five, The Bells. I'll start. Of course Sing- you will. By far, the greatest episode in the history of Game of Thrones. Let me repeat that. Episode five, season eight, The Bells. The greatest episode in the history of Game of Thrones. Discuss. Do you agree or do you disagree and why? I'll let Grant take it away first. <laughs> well, I think there's some parts. I think cinematography-wise, I think it is the best episode. I think story plot line and kind of where some people's stories ended, I definitely do not believe it's the best. So, I mean, there's some great shots. Like, the shot at the end with Arya and the horse, like... Beautiful. Just, like, yeah, obviously, like, fantastic. But Mm -hmm. I think the rest of the the episode, there's something... And the dragon. I mean, the dragon, they spent... That's where they spent their CGI budget, is the dragon just torching that city. I mean, they couldn't spend it on ghosts, but yet they can spend all the money on... on (laughs) Forget ghosts. Torching that, that, that city. Oh, come on, you can't forget We ghosts. love ghosts. We love ghosts, but ghost, ghost is north of the wall as a wolf with Tormund. He has a good life. Let it okay. be. And then the Cl- Clegane Bowl was, I think, was great. Okay, good. I yes. love that. Uh, if you were going to say anything other than no, great, no. we'd be fighting right that, now. That, that, was the best, that was the best part of the episode to me, for me. The whole episode was amazing, so it, it mm. was one of many amazing things in the episode. Okay, we can fight about those individual things. We shall. <laughs> we can hop into them. Yeah. So let's, I think that since this was a, this was an episode that in, uh, featured so many amazing moments, let's just kind of go through them chronologically, okay? So the first big moment was when Daenerys approaches Tyrion about the fact that she was betrayed. Tyrion flips on Varys, says it was Varys, and Daenerys is able to deconstruct how it all happened because really Jon betrayed her first, which then led to Sansa betraying Jon, which led to Tyrion, which led to Varys. All of that led to the most epic Jakaris moment where Drogon bathed Varys in a fire barbecue, and that was amazing. What'd you think of that? Can I just say one thing? Maybe. Daenerys, in that scene, she looks like me when I'm hungover. Like, that's me after a crazy Friday night, and I relate to that. Fair. And I would also like to burn someone with a fire-breathing dragon if you're looking and feeling like that. Agreed. And so it was well-deserved. And let's be honest. She did warn him. If you ever betray me, I'll burn you alive. And she did. That's fair. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And just the way that Drogon appeared out of the shadows and just like was this looming giant figure just coming Ooh, down, so terrifying, creepy. haunting, and beautiful. And I, I like the part with Tyrion just like they kind of had a like a nice little moment there, even though Tyrion's the one that kind of gave up. Yeah, he's Varys, like, I ratted you out, by the way, but still love you. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, yeah. and even even Varys was like, hey, listen, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yes, he wasn't. But he went down. He's like, I protect the realm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die doing what I think is best. So for him and his character, it all made sense. 
I think he definitely is one. There's some characters that really stayed true to themselves, and Varys is one of those that always stayed true. You knew exactly where his mindset was at. Even though he did some questionable things, in, and he said it himself under... Uh, you know, under kings, he did some questionable things, but he said it was always for the best for the realm. realm so, agreed. All right, so let's see. Moving on. All right, so we've got. Moving on. TikTok. TikTok. Oh, speaking of TikTok, did you guys see the Watchmen trailer? I did. Yeah, that looks dope. Um, all right. So at this point, I mean, there's a lot of other kind of little things. I mean, what do you guys think about the whole Tyrion and Jamie? Jamie getting captured, Tyrion saving his brother, really begging his brother to save themselves. What did, did that mean anything to you? Did you think it was poetic? Do you think it was beautiful? Anything there? I thought it was nice. I thought it was very much to Tyrion's character to try everything that he could to save his brother and to try and save the lives of the citizens. So I thought it was very true to form for him. I thought it was nice. I don't know. I'm, I'm not committed to Jamie in any sense of the word, so I was kind of meh about it, but Tyrion will always have my heart. Jamie's the dumbest Lannister because he's been caught multiple times. <laughs> yeah, well, he's dumb um, as a box of rocks. But yeah. the, and the other thing is, yeah, Tyrion, that, that is a Tyrion move, but I, I still don't understand why Tyrion thinks that he can, that letting Jamie go is gonna do anything with Cersei. Like, he continues to try and like, which, I mean, it's family. So he, he loves his family. At the end of the day, he knows that they're crazy, but he still loves his family. And he, even back in season one, he's like, I would never do betray my family. And this is his attempt. He's like, at the end of the day, you're yeah. the only person who didn't, didn't treat me like a monster. Right. You helped me survive my entire life. This oh. is my way to return the favor. No, I think, I think him, his relationship with Jamie, I think it makes total sense. Well, I think but. he also maybe feels some responsibility as like an uncle to the unborn kid, you know? True. Like, I don't necessarily want this kid to die. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. I mean, it could be. But either way, we'll, we'll more on them later, I think. And then this sequence led to an, a nice little sequence where Grey Worm and, and Daenerys is, you know, reflecting on Masande and they burn her, you know, slave chain, which is nice. And then that's immediately followed by yet another scene where Jon refuses to give Daenerys some vitamin D. Mm-hmm. All right? And this why is that? This all could have been prevented girl needs a d give it to her otherwise she's gonna nuke an entire city to the ground it's not that big of an ask do you think if john had the force foresight to know what exactly was going to happen and if if that were to happen and he knew that that if he slept with her then all that would not have happened because i don't even think i even think so you're saying if he knew that sleeping with her would have prevented it would he have done it yes that's the first one okay i think he would have i think he would have taken one for the team I don't. I think he would have not done it and still believed that there was another way because that's what Johnny Fuckboy does. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And then the other thing is, like, is if that did happen, do you think that would change anything? Mm, maybe in the sense that if if they had sort of, you know, consummated their relationship a few more times and if Danny were pregnant, it might have stopped her from going over the deep end kind of like hey i have a child this is you know i don't want to bring a child into this craziness but she loses john she has no children she's lost everyone that was ever close to her everyone she's ever loved she's alone and i think that leads to the snap uh which we'll get to in a second um but 
anything else on that, by the way, mm. on that whole thing? It's just another example of, you know, he can't get over it. You know, I guess, you know, Targaryens do the thing with yeah. each other, like right. the Lannisters, but John grew up in the North, so it, it's very foreign to him. And he just, oh, just like his uncle, Ned Stark, thinks that doing the right thing is going to get you the best result. Yes. And yeah. obviously he hasn't watched the show. It's, it's a moral thing for him, I right. think. And it's like he's very strict on his morals. It's black and white for him. And we can talk about that later because later sure. on in the episode you can see where it's black and white right. for him too. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, and then so, okay, so moving on, then we finally get – so so the craziness begins, right? First you, you see Euron's ships, the Iron Fleet outside of Blackwater Bay. And uh, then Daenerys and Drogon just literally nosedive um, at the fleet, and you know, for whatever reason, she didn't do this before, but she nosedives. Yeah. She, she, you know, misses one arrow, and then just starts nuking everyone, and it's yep. just, it, it just seemed unfair. And I think maybe it was because she caught on to the fact that once you shoot once, it takes a lot long time to reload, and that's what yeah. she was kind of planning on. But didn't it? Was it me or did Drogon seem to be a little bigger and faster and He's like definitely more bigger and faster. vicious? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? and the fire, it's just like an endless stream. I'm like, doesn't this thing get tired? Does he run out of fire? I don't Fuel? know how this works. I don't know, I don't know Gotta how give works. him some gasoline, maybe yeah. some children, small children in his belly. I don't know. Yeah, the only thing we missed is the training montage because what, what was it before? They only missed twice on arrows right and they were like two for four they were like 50 percent on on throwing these i like how you know arrows. the exact stats yeah well i don't know the exact because there's probably sure. someone's gonna look at it but um someone's but like no one listens to us yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's fine but, but we're going my, somewhere yeah my biggest thing is that you're right it's just it seems like not even one was even close like it wasn't even even close to anything like yeah maybe one drogon had to dodge but the very first one yeah she's like whoosh and then it was like smooth sailing from there on out but also all the scorpions on top of the outside the city wall are the the walls and like they couldn't even hit like as it was coming across like, yeah i i don't i just don't even know yeah they that. couldn't hit her and they it takes too long to reload and by the time they tried to reload they were all dead it also brings up to the the with all the scorpion stuff, it also brings up to the the Golden Company and how like useless s- they were, useless and like <laughs> what a waste it was to even bring them into the, this conversation. And I th- but I think also, I, I, and I, I, haters are gonna hate. That's what haters do, right? Haters, what do they do? They hate. But at the end of the day, the show has been leading up to a lot of these epic moments. But I think the real issue, the real, the real thing is, you know, Danny's been scaling back her power to try to do the right thing and then it becomes clear with the death of her dragons the death of Jorah the death of everyone and obviously the death of Masande that these people don't care about her and what she's trying to do so then why should I care about you so let me unleash everything on you so I'm going to kill your scorpions I'm going to kill your golden company it's not going to be that hard I didn't want to do it this way but you kind of triggered me to do it this way and so that the blowing up of the wall and then the golden company was cool and then you know, the Dothraki and the Unsullied and the Northmen kind of charge the city and they kind of kill some soldiers and then they kind of chill. And then Daenerys kind of lands and just kind of, you know, uh, dragons don't bark, they squeak and she just kind of scares everyone. <laughs> and then they, they drop their uh, their swords and then the bells ring and then everyone's like, okay, bells ring, city surrenders. And then something clicks. Yep. Mad Queen's born and she's yep. like, you know what? F y'all. I don't really care about innocent women and children anymore. She has this moment of reflection and then she just 
So it's like my because at the end of the day, the Targaryens built King's Landing over three hundred years ago. They conquered Westeros. They built the entire. They, they they built King's Landing. They're the ones that brought all the seven kingdoms together. So in her mind, she's like, you guys took this from me. I'm going to take it from you. At the end of the day, I don't care if all of you die. I still have my people and the other kingdoms, and I'll rebuild from the ashes. Let everyone burn. Sure. But see, and it was beautiful. The, that's my issue, though, is, like, it's such a plot twist for her. Like, I get we've teased the Mad Queen, like, all season. Mm-hmm. Great. And from the beginning, yeah. But... The way she was from for like seven seasons, she like she was brutal, but she was fair, you know, Mm -hmm. like she would have never intentionally like hurt like an innocent person. And for her to just go completely crazy like that instead of just like flying over to the Red Keep and just blowing Cersei and actually killing her instead of freaking rubble. I think that would have made more sense. But that's the whole point. It's not supposed to make sense. Ned Stark wasn't supposed to lose his head. The Red Wedding was never supposed to happen. You see what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of these things were plot twists, and this was the the greatest plot twist of them all. They teased this happening at in season two at the House of the Undying. You knew this was yeah. going to happen. All of this was all foreshadowed. So why people are so upset that she lost her mind and went crazy is beyond me because you knew it was mm. going to happen. You guys weren't upset when Ned Stark lost his head. You weren't upset when all these other crazy twists, and you're all butthurt about that. But, oh, Khaleesi was supposed to be the sweet one. Khaleesi was supposed to be the great one, and now she's gone mad, and now everyone is triggered and upset. I think the— Makes no Sense. The reason why people are upset is because they felt like Danny was going to be the best, and she was the one that was talking about breaking the system, breaking the cycle, breaking the breaking the wheel, the wheel. breaking she the did. wheel. She literally broke it. Right. There are but, no more anyone else's. But <laughs> she broke the wheel by doing exactly what her um what the, the Targaryens did at the beginning, like by and? just. I'm just saying that sure. she wanted to break the wheel differently. She wanted to play different games. And then games, realized that the game, she could not she do it can't. her way because the because her enemies were playing dirty. She's like, all right, if you guys are going to play dirty, sure. then I'm going to play dirtier I'm not, and I'm just going to win. I'm not mad about this situation. Sure. No, I I'm know just, you're not. I'm, I'm just, just saying generally speaking. Sad. For so, for, right. so everyone knows, this is, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the lowest rated episode ever. And uh-huh. it makes no sense. It's because people are soft. They're crybabies and they're upset about it. They all need to be burned alive because this is by far the greatest episode ever, period. <laughs> so well, triggered. That. But <laughs> so still, triggered. But, but still, Good I, God. I think there's this want to have the heroes be heroes and not see any faults in heroes. And I think that's really where... I mean, if you look at George R. R. Martin, like following the Tolkien model of things, sure. like good happy- is good and bad is bad. Yeah. But and that's what I think. That's what also was great about the evolution of this particular episode is obviously if you watch some of the behind the scenes and the game revealed, it's they go from you know what have we become in essence. It's weird when the Lannister soldiers are trying to save the innocents from what we thought were the good guys who now become bad guys when not o- because not only is is Daenerys burning the city to the ground but the unsullied are stabbing and yeah. killing innocent people yep. the Dothraki are decapitating like innocent women and children right and because all of her these moral th- her moral stance changed and then you and then see sh- that start leadership starts at the that. top yeah. what a metaphor yes exactly yes um but the big thing for me is th- this idea of you know her arc and like yes we've seen her be brutal before but she wants to a lot of it is towards people that are oppressing other people and supposedly she's the breaker of chains 
and it's it's so devastating that it's to all these innocent. I'm gonna call them most of them are innocent. A Obviously, lot of them lo- did root the for the are decapitation of Ned Stark, but he, again, they're innocent in a way, right? Sure, but. They can't really defend themselves, obviously. I mean, the the army thing, that's a separate topic. But just destroying everything in sight, just to destroy it, just because you're up. I know. It's not for very economical. Well, yeah. it's Well, yeah. She, but she said it in her little conversation with John. And she's not going to be loved by anyone. And that, she even side. said, she's like, I don't have love here. Fear. I have nothing. She's I like, fear. fine. If you're not going to be in love with me and show me love and 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 allow us to have love then let it be fear and at that point she's like fine she just realized what yeah. it's going to be yeah. you know and she even said you know when and marine and astapor the slaves really much she empowered the slaves to rebel against the masters themselves to take back the city for themselves king's landing is a totally different animal in that regard so she's like i'll just do it myself period that's fine what do you guys think her new name is going to be to tack on to her? Breaker of Chains, Mother of Dragons, I like murder of a whole population, murder of thousands, genocide, I, 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 Mad I, Queen, I yeah. think it's the easiest the one. The easiest uh, one. Yes. She's not going to last very long. I, you don't I think, think so? No, so, so, since we're, so, so, so since we're on Daenerys, you think she dies? Oh, she's definitely dying. And by whose hand? See, I want to say Arya, but it's too obvious. <laughs> don't say anything because oh, Graham Graham's, Graham's read spoilers. So Maybe, I don't even want to like ask. I John is too obvious too, though. <laughs> Graham's over here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who cannot see us, what we're doing right now. So my friend Graham over here, uh, he's read spoilers. So apparently he knows what's going to happen. Let me ask you this, Graham. Uh-huh. Based on the spoilers that you read yes. for last night's episode, yes. was it on point? 100%. Oh, wow. For all oh. the main characters. Now, I didn't know all of Arya's little, like little things here. And there. I, yeah, yeah. I saw that I knew for the episode that she was not going to kill Cersei. So I knew at the beginning of the episode like she wasn't going to kill Cersei. Kay. And so, so you've read spoilers for season, for the last the episode last as episode. well. Well, Are I got all the plot lines for the ending of the I don't ask him that. I don't want to know that. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut as best as I can. Which is hard for you, I'm sure. Not really. It's just I. <laughs> when you say something, I might smirk a little. Bit, so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not look that direction. Yeah. Um, I. A while ago, I stopped trying to make theories about this show because it has a way of just being like, forget your theories. I'm Thrones. Um, however, I think John could kill her just out of this isn't right. I also think that she lives and just sort of runs King's Landing with her remaining unsullied Dothraki Northmen and said, this is who we are. Let's rebuild. And we're the, I'm going to live in fear. And I rid the world of future tyrants. I'm the last tyrant. But even in her way, she's like, you know what? A million people have to die in order for, you know, billions to live. Right? Do you think Sansa could somehow go down to King's Landing? I don't think Sansa has or wants anything to do with King's Landing or leaving the North. She stays up there. If anything, she'll just be like, hmm, told you so. She'll probably be happy that Cersei's dead for sure, and then she'll probably be like John told you so with the whole Danny thing, and you know Brad might say something, maybe, who knows? Brand? I don't know. 
Can I just reiterate this point here? Bran hasn't done shit for eight seasons, and I'm so over this kid. I don't. I can't. Graham is Graham smirking right now, so I I don't think we should invite him on this oh, podcast God. anymore because he's kind of ruining things for me. No. Um, but oh, in all seriousness, more. what happens next? I I don't really know. I'm excited to see what I, I genuinely am excited. It. You know, cinema, you know, cinematically by far gorgeous. It was a combination of when Cersei blew up the set Baylor, the Battle of the Bastards, and the loot train attack from season seven, kind of all in one. You got some dragon fire, you got people burning out of shock and fear, you've got armies sort of colliding, like all of these things happened, and I thought it was just brilliant, and I think truly it was the only way for this episode to end. Some people might say it was just, it was a little excessive, but I don't care. Like this is war. You you kill your enemies, right? So. But the Cersei and Jamie Lannister dying. Okay. It's the so saddest th- thing. First of all, let's give it up for the Rocks. They won this episode. Um, but. Bravo. Bricks. Uh, I, okay. Let me. I ask don't you understand. This. I don't okay. understand it. So so. Let me ask you this. Sure. Why are you mad with the way they died? It was too easy. Well, the, was it? the Jamie, yeah. the Jamie thing for me was more. Was Cersei, yeah. For Jamie, it was more that I was more upset about last episode, and like his story arc was supposed to be like he was over Cersei and like trying to be a good person and blah 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 blah, and then he said that he's not a good person last episode, and that he still keeps going back to his sister that he loves. I just, to me, like he, it I, makes like sense. I felt like he should have like. But if he, he should have abandoned Cersei, no, no, no. Like even from should, the begin, even in season one, he said when when Cersei says she's like, I will burn the city to the ground before I let anyone take it from us. And I get it. It's I'll do full anything circle. until it's you and I are the only people left in this world. It's full circle, and I get that, and I get why they did it. But I still would have, <laughs> I if I would have been doing, it, I would have done it a totally different way. For of course, you would have. But. Because I liked Jamie's arc. He went from being this person that was... But it's don't you think it's more beautiful to go from hated to love to you're cheering for him and you, you really think he's turned a corner to like back to being hate, hated? It's almost like the exact arc of, of Theon, right? Mm. Decent guy, kind of a douche, don't really care about him, to I absolutely hate this guy, he's deplorable, to kind of feel sorry for him, to ah, he's still tortured, still feel sorry for him, oh yay, I kind of feel better for you, oh my god, now I'm rooting for you, oh now I hate you, oh no god, now I'm rooting for you, oh and you died, and I'm happy that you died, so it's like, that's the whole thing I, I, with with these arcs, it's not I don't think it's 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 linear it's not start sure. good, end bad, or start bad right. end good, no, it's I get it. fluid I, I hear what you're saying, I, I just I really like so these mics are working. I, I really liked his his idea the the his storyline going forward like I would have wanted to see him like be a good guy and see what would have that would have happened. And that wouldn't like, have been thrown so bro you're watching the wrong I, show. I know. I know. But still, I would have seen it would have been different because there's some characters that True. as you said that follow a very particular path. It's not linear like you said. Sure. It it seems like a lot of these characters just came back and reverted back to where we saw them at the beginning, you know? And Fair. like, yeah. it, I guess that's the truest form of themselves is what they're trying to say. Right. It, but at the same time, like they all reverted back to the same character they were at the beginning. Yeah, to no, me, I, I, and that's I don't, I I don't necessarily disagree. I thought the way they died was great. I think I would have been more, it would have been too fan servicey if Arya snuck no, in somehow agreed, and killed agreed. her, or used a faceless man's face to do something. Like the best, the best would have been, been um, just as uh, as 
she's passing by um, Sandor, the hound, yeah, the hound, and like just as she's passing down, either just pushes her off the stairs or just stabs her really quick, and then the the gang bowl goes off. Yeah, like that would have been the best. Because it's uh, the hound. The hound's not there. The hound's there to die and kill his brother. Uh, Understood. Understood. But that would have been that would have caught me off guard because because I would have liked to see like it doesn't matter how she dies. Like just her dying is just by someone else's hand is good, even though it's through the dragon because of. Like tearing down the, the the castle, but because at that moment, so Jamie obviously he has to fight Euron. Yeah, that didn't bother me. People hate that. No. Okay, he had to fight you. you no, know, that's a good. To, I like and that. And that was a nice little yeah. fight. Yeah. Cool, great. And so he finally sees Cersei. She's like, "Oh my God, you're here." And uh, I don't feel pity. Yeah, for I don't them, feel though. pity at all. Like, yeah. So they they like you know she crying. goes from like this this like this this cold heartless person to. She's like, I want my baby to live, and we can do this. And then they find out that they're trapped, and then they just hold each other, and then they literally get buried alive. Like, that's what they deserve, you know? Like, she has done some awful things, you yeah. know? She didn't deserve a knife or some kind of stabbing or, or being pushed off of something. Like, they deserve to be, like, dismantled <laughs> to Yeah, dust but she didn't, by, she didn't you know, deserve to be in the arms of the person that she loves, quote, unquote. So you're saying she should have died alone and in yes. a quiet place. Okay. Yeah. Or I stupid, that, like, that mistake, innocent. Yeah. Sure. Like, Kyburn's death, the oh best death Oh, my ever. God. <laughs> that was so beautiful. He got his head smashed into the wall. Yes. And then he, he wasn't pushed. He wasn't th- – he was pitched. Yes. Like, he was thrown at 100 miles an hour down the steps and then just exploded. It was so beautiful. It made me so happy. Oh. I love seeing those things. And then also that cinematography from that scene too, where you're like Unreal. looking up at yeah. them. It looks like a, like those graphic art stuff that they've done for some of the books. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see where like, and then also the dragon coming by. It, it was so perfect. Sick. That was great. It was so, and that was. I mean, they fought to the death. He had to stab. I mean, he stabbed the guy in the heart. He stabbed him in the eye. The guy wasn't dying. And then at some point, he's like, "I just the only way you die is if I die with you, and that's fine." And then the fact that it was all around fire, and yep. he had to fight his brother around but he fire. Hated who his st- brother more than fire. Exactly, but his brother instilled the fear of fire in him to begin with. So the fact that they have to fight within the fire to kill each other and then fall to their deaths was like, ah. Oh, oh, See so that good. I agree with a hundred percent on that. That touching. Arc. <laughs> it was. A bromance is brewing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. Um, all right, so let's moving on. So the city's burning. Um, John's freaked out. He doesn't know what's going on anymore. Jamie and Cersei are dead. A lot of people died. By the way, side note, did you know that Aaron Rodgers had a cameo in this one? I genuinely had no idea. Neither I, did I until I watched a game revealed. So during the commotion where everyone, the dragon's blowing fire on everyone, he he's, uh, I think, a Northman or not a Northman. I think he's just a citizen that goes and tries to grab someone to save them to, like, run away. And then that person, you know, gets burned and then he like runs off into the distance but he had like a little you know three Meh. seconds of camera time he had no a one wig cares on about Aaron i know i just thought it was kind of cool i mean yeah, i would have liked to have that nice i want to get burned alive on as an extra on thrones are you kidding me that would have been amazing Goals. um all right so i'm not gonna ask you but where do we think the show goes from here so in the preview for season six or excuse me episode six we see uh, Davos and John and Tyrion kind of walking through the rubble in shock. We see Arya kind of walking towards the Unsullied, and then we just see Daenerys walk down some steps. Yep. That's all we get. Yep. That's it. Uh, what happens? I think she's got to die. Okay. That's fine. But how does it end? How does Thrones end? I don't know. 
But I think that's the beauty of it. I really don't know because I Especially can't, after last night? Yeah, I can't see them doing anything nice like having John on the throne at the end. <laughs> I, <laughs> Graham over here. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't see. I genuinely don't know who would get the throne, if anyone. Maybe I don't think anyone gets the throne and then maybe... Daenerys Maybe it's a democracy. Everyone, or everyone just goes back to their own kingdoms. Maybe you have Dorne we're looking that does at President thing. Trump next. Wow. Okay. I. Wow. I can tell you this much: President Trump does not make it into Game of Thrones, and <laughs> if he made it into Game of Thrones, thank yeah, God. No. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what so, about oh, what about what about John? Like, we didn't really talk about John and his look on his face after Danny starts torching the city. Yeah, well, I think it's at, at some point he at that point he realizes like, oh my gosh, she is crazy. Like something snapped in her. And do you think he feels responsible at all for that because he couldn't yes. love her? So he 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 took love away from her, and that's why all she had nothing else to give anymore. She had no one at that. Moment. I think it's a little bit of that, but I think it's also a little bit more of he's like, oh shoot, now I know I have to do something about this. I think it's bad because he's like, oh, no, I actively supported this. I actively supported her and her campaign. and I didn't listen to anyone. Yeah, yeah, and now we're here. And now, ultimately, this kind of falls on me, too. Yeah. And yeah, now he's got a killer. Well, there are a lot of people out there that believe that he's selfish for not taking over. And, like, seeing that Danny's got a little bit of a... John is a, not a little, selfish. I'm just saying that there that's a view out there that people <laughs> out, think out, this, there. out there in the in the void um mm. that he's a little selfish cuz he doesn't want the 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 throne and that mm. because he doesn't want the that. throne then he kind of abdicates it and kind of is giving as you said support to sure. what just happened so he's a little bit cuz he doesn't want to deal with all of the the stuff that he has to deal with That's true. So if he would have just stood up and who knows what would have happened at that point. But I definitely think he definitely knows that something needs to happen and that he does feel like it's part, part responsible. Part, part responsible. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is, is is Daenerys going to call him up next to him, be like, this is the Warden of the North or this is Jon Snow. And, or what, like, what no. is Daenerys, what's going to happen at that point, you know? Or is, she, or is, know. Or is Daenerys just going to be like, or is, try to kill Jon? She might try good. and put him in a cell. I could see her doing that. I don't see her taking prisoners. I see her trying to go. What would be cool if she tries to Jakarish John, but John doesn't burn because John is a that dragon? That would be cool. But he's only like half dragon. <laughs> so like, would it work? Oh, Graham. God dang it, Graham. Stop looking at us. I feel like that was a yes. I don't know. I don't I don't know what I don't know anymore. I really, I, I genuinely don't. Um, Arya can only take the face of someone who's dead, right? She can't I take a so. living person's face. Yeah, because yes. I thought for sure, like, oh, she's gonna take John's face and, and try kill to her. kill some. Yeah, yeah, but maybe she, hmm. maybe John can just take one for the team. I don't know. I think John's terrified. I think the world, and that's what she's living by fear. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, Aegon's conquest way back in the day was, you know, hundreds of years ago. Is he changed the rules? He had dragons. He burned a lot of cities to the ground out of to get fear to be like, this is the new. We're the new order. This is how things are going down. Go ahead. Could Arya kill Grey Worm? Take his face. But why would Arya kill Grey Worm? Because it's a way to get close to her. But she never saw what Grey Worm was doing. Because Grey Worm kind of lost it too. Where he threw he the did. spear first and was like, yo, he we're going to kill you regardless. Like, 
What's, but Arya wasn't there for that. What's better or worse, like killing one soldier and taking down like a mad queen, or just letting it happen? <sighs> That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if anyone's gonna even get close to Danny anymore. It's gonna be hard. I mean, because now because. There was a scene where the Dothraki looked happy. The the Unsullied seemed to be standing on guard. So do you think anyone's even going to get close to Daenerys at this point anymore after what she's done? Maybe if Jon wants to get in, <laughs> get in her pants. Oh, what, is he going to is he gonna do like a... Um, uh, like a... What was that? The crazy movie with the girl? Um, Gone Girl? And yeah. like sleep with, sleep with her and then kill her while he's hooking up with her? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Graham, <laughs> spoiler-free zone here. Um, I don't know. I you know I know I said a bold statement, but I think it was the greatest episode. I think the the pacing uh, early on with the with the dialogue, the the cinematography, the pacing, um, the tone, the music I thought was great. The fact that they were playing the Reigns of Castamere and and some of the other songs during some of those poetic deaths I thought was amazing. Um, Seeing the seeing Daenerys flip a switch and, and, and go nuts was great to see. Um, obviously, you know, as a filmmaker and, and just knowing how big of a set they built to then destroy and all the things that went into it, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. It's just a massive undertaking. I think it was the show's crowning achievement. Um, it was all foreshadowed. I mean, it was. You know, looking back at it, you see the signs. You know that this was kind of going to happen. I think most viewers were in denial because they loved the they loved Khaleesi and they didn't want. They couldn't imagine this person who went from nothing to becoming a slave to the Dothraki to becoming the breaker of chains to doing all these other things could then flip a switch and go mad, but she did. But know? I think it's more of the idea that she was different from all of these other rulers and she was supposed to be the good one and she yeah. was supposed to be the hero. And I think that's the that's really where I'm I'm sure. looking at it is like she was supposed to be the hero and she was Doing, but like, did you really ever think that Game of Thrones was gonna give us a hero? No, I didn't think that. But they they seem to do that quite a bit. Like Jon Snow seems to be like a hero. There's Arya that seems to be a hero mentality. So you're yeah. just like, to but me. But then in the end, they fail you. Jon failed us. Arya just ran around a lot, but ultimately she failed me. She was blinded by revenge, and thankfully the Hound kind of parented her yeah. in a way and was yeah. like you're gonna die if you go here and she was at that point something clicked and then she was like thank you you know she realized that that was a, yeah that was an interesting moment too I mean she quick like it was that quick like it was too quick yeah for it was me too quick. like but how, for does someone it not, who's focused the buildings are crashing long. around you you're dead yeah, yeah like don't you get it Cersei Cersei's killed like half her family but at that point you gotta realize like okay is is do I wanna die with Cersei just her, her her mentality and the way that they've been filming her for this season has been, like, stone cold and, like, completely yeah. emotionless. But and I that think that just goes to show the level of terror that Danny was able to bring. The Night King wasn't able to bring that level of terror. She was able to f- look death in the eye and fight him and do all these other things. It didn't matter. I think it, that's what was so great about this episode is the Night King, great, cool, he was – terrifying and bad and all these other things and all these other warlords and armies were bad but like Danny and her dragons are still queen bitch of Westeros and like we hadn't seen her go that crazy and I think that was her what she did was so 
intense and was so ridiculous that it was able to strike a different kind of chord in everyone that was there because they had never seen anything like that happen before. So that's why Arya was able to make a switch like that. That's why um, Jamie and Cersei died together in fear and in terror as walls crumbled down around them because like this is not what we were expecting. Even Cersei, as calculated as she was, and she even had a little dragon fire, you know, and some of some of the dragon fire itself. I mean, wildfire. Some of the dragon fire caused some of the wildfire to explode, but she had really no intention on burning her own people alive. She was like, there's no way that this sweet queen's gonna like murder innocents in order to get me, so I'm fine, da da da, whatever. And then she did, and then then everyone shook. It's like, wow, the unexpected happened, right? And well, I think like you said, it, it wasn't, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't that unexpected. It's just sad. I'm saying no it. to the characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, the yeah, character's yeah. perspective, oh, yeah. it was completely unexpected. That's why everyone was no, shocked. That's I, why you see people making decisions that they otherwise wouldn't have made because this is a completely it, new situation yeah. that they couldn't have even imagined. As soon as That's Danny found true. out who John was, I knew that something like this was going to happen. Yeah. Even before reading before, any, even before reading, or all getting spoilers. spoilers sent to Whatever me in a text say, message, <laughs> but um, you didn't have to look. I, well, he said, "Hey, look what ruined my day," and then I opened it up, and then there it was. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> to me, it's just like this, this idea. Like, do more people die next episode? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean. Yes, it, <laughs> it's definitely a super bittersweet, and there are going to be a lot of people that will probably be pretty upset. Well, about no, what everyone's so, upset about this so season anyway. I love it for the record. So, Game of Thrones producers, if you're out there, my name is Taj Nahar. I'm an aspiring producer. I love what you're doing with this season. If you're hiring, let me know. Okay, so two things offside the episode that I need to talk about. First of all, inside the episode with D and D, I think it's. It's not David. It might be Dan. I don't know who it was, but they could not sell, say Masa, uh, Masande's name right. Yeah, that they bothers me that, so much. Uh, or are we saying it wrong? What did they call? I can't remember what it's he said. It's like Misande or something. It's not even day. It's Misande. Something like that. Misande. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I don't know. It bothered me first but of all. But even in the show, they call her Misande. Exactly. Know? So uh, they should know. And then the other thing is. I was listening to George R. R. Martin interview, and he was talking about how he's, you know, he always talks about how he loves Tolkien, right? And one of the things is that he said he loves how the movies that Peter Jackson did were, but he doesn't like the fact that he never put in the part about the Hobbit being destroyed by, oh, I forgot who destroyed it, by the, I think it's the White Wizard. I can't remember, but the Hobbit was destroyed. You mean the Shire? The Shire, excuse me. Get Thank it you. right. That's the name of the book. The Shire was destroyed and all of the um they come back and basically have to deal with all of that. So it's a bittersweet ending where the the Lord of the Rings kind of made it all happy go lucky. So just know that George R. R. Martin loves endings that kind of are bittersweet in a way. So and something that you know, cuz he did he was I mean, he loved Tolkien because of all the stuff that he felt with in the war. So just know that, um, yeah, it's going to be bittersweet. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm right. trying not to say too much, but I'm just, yeah. No, I, and, but I think a couple years ago, actually, I think it was like going into season five or six, they said that we knew that it was going to be a bittersweet ending. And I think 
we we should know that this isn't a, like you said this isn't a happy go lucky the good guys win the bad guys lose triumph overall with a couple casualties i think that there is the great the again going back to this episode what made this episode so amazing in my opinion is that it completely abolished everyone's preconceived notions of good and evil yeah people who are good and people who are evil were all good and were all evil and that was on absolute full display and it also goes to show that you may be good but a series of events can happen which could lead you down a dark path danny losing her dragons danny losing you know her realizing that john doesn't love her so she loves someone who doesn't love her back you know she loved dario didn't love him back she obviously loved drogo he was killed she lost a lot of her dothraki she's lost her on solid she lost masana it's just loss after loss after loss after loss and here she is this close to getting what she always wanted and she's like you know what i'll just do it myself you know and 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 but she had no intent i don't think she ever intended on it being this way but i think it was issue after issue after issue after issue which can lead someone to make you know a crazy decision yeah you know what i mean yeah so. no it, it, yeah i i like it too and i am not opposed to what danny did in the realm of the story obviously i'm upset about it because of the character and what you would hope for for the character sure but i think the other thing is i just it really shows like how striving for a goal um can really that you're trying to break something or status quo whatever it is right. can actually change you because that's one big thing that i see between danny and john is they both are they both have these moral high grounds or at least you you believe to have them to both have these moral high grounds yeah and one person takes that moral high ground because they want to achieve the end goal and the other doesn't have a huge end goal but wants to achieve this goal but then goes back and relies on their morals and says this isn't right to get this sure and the other one says changes totally and becomes as you were saying the the bad guy right um well I think that about does it for this week's episode of Thrones and this week's episode of OCN Watchlist Entertainment. Um, I want to go ahead and thank everyone. Thank you, Mackenzie, and thank you, Graham, and thank, you. thank uh, OCN Studios thank for the space. Um, we'll see you next week. I'm excited to see how this all comes together. See you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been OCN Entertainment, brought to you by OCN our community now to know more about what's going on in your community for all the latest updates information news and weather head over to our community now.com